Welcome to the Forward Church Podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Now let's get ready to dive into today's message. We know you'll be blessed. Before I get into the word today, um, I just want to share some things that as I was praying through this message this week, God just laid on my heart. I'll probably, I don't know, I'll probably repeat myself a lot today, just praying praying that God will just give me the words that he wants me to say. And, um, you know, this is the last worship service of 2023. The next time, you know, we've all heard the the cheesy jokes, you know, I won't see you again until next year, you know, so. um, But let me say this, you know, 2023, Lord, have mercy, the ups, downs, the the good, the bad, the ugly, the, the, the flood, yeah, the... I just put two and two together. Noah, send the, send the dove out. And then, you know, the flood. Lord, have mercy. If you're, if you're a guest here today, just, just, just hit the pause button. And just, you know, bear with me. Because I just need, as pastor, as shepherd, I just need to get some things off my chest this morning. 2023 has been one of the, one of the greatest years and one of the most challenging years. You know, 2020, we thought, man, this is, how can it, and I'm not minimizing the pandemic and, and all of that, but as far as, as far as pastor, if I can just be honest with you this morning, as far as being a pastor, 2023 was one of my most challenging years as a pastor. You say, how in the world? You've gone through a building program, you've gone through a pandemic. 2023 was one of my most challenging years. But here's what I know today. Number one, the enemy's still defeated. Number two, God's still on the throne. Number three, he's still building his church. And last but not least, we're still moving forward together. Give him praise. Now that might not do anything for anybody else this morning. But I just need somebody to understand something. <clears throat> when, the lead, when the lead pastor gets up and declares something before the congregation from this platform, I'm making it a decree. The enemy is defeated. God, you're still on the throne. The church is still moving forward together. God, the best is still yet to come. I believe it. I believe it. I decree it. I believe it. God, I speak it. And God, it's all because of you, Lord Jesus. It's all because of you. It's all because of you. Amen. Continue standing. If you're not standing already, you can go ahead and stand one more time. This is something we do for the reading of the Word of God. We just honor the Word of God. You say, Pastor, I've been standing all service long. Well, if you'll bear with me for about five minutes, I'll let you sit for the rest of the service, and I will remain standing. Amen? Is that a deal? Deal. Okay. You know, you might have faced some of the darkest times you've ever faced this year. I know I know, I have. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not getting into specifics this, this, this morning, but I faced some of the most challenging things that I've ever faced as a pastor this year. And I just want to say this. Our hope is not in a new year. 
It ain't like magically at midnight tonight, troubles is just going to vanish. Do you understand what I'm saying? Our hope is not in a new year. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. And if you're, if you're putting your hope in 2024, at 12.01 tonight, you may be disappointed. But if you'll make a commitment today, I'm going to put my hope in Jesus Christ. I promise you. I guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. If you have your Bibles, open them to the book of Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. I'm actually going to be beginning, I'm going to, start in, I'm going to start out in the Old Testament today and then we're going to transition to the New Testament and we're going to try to tie all this together in a pretty bow and then we're going to have a, a candlelight ceremony at the end of service today with all of our forward kids in here. Give our forward kids uh, a hand, amen. It's awesome to have all of our kids in here with us this morning. Some of y'all are saying, yeah, pastor. It's awesome. <laughs> I know our kids workers appreciate it, amen. Isaiah chapter 9, beginning with verse 1. Nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed. As when at first he lightly esteemed the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan in Galilee of the Gentiles. Look at verse 2. Then it says this. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Somebody needs to receive that today. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. Look at verse 6, and I know Christmas is behind us, but I don't know about you, but it's never a bad day to celebrate Christmas. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. Come on, help me out this morning. Praise of God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Praise God, I love it. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The last line, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Today I want to share with you maybe an unconventional title, but I want to share with you a message God laid on my heart titled Unstoppable. And I subtitled this, and I don't know if they put this up on the screen or not, but I subtitled this Preparing for More in 24. Preparing for More in 24. Amen. Will you pray with me? God, I come before you one more time. And I thank you, God, for who you are. I praise you, God, for this opportunity that I get to stand behind this sacred desk this morning, Father, and preach your word. God, I don't take this 
for granted this morning. And I pray for clean hands, a pure heart, and a clear conscience, God. Let nothing be standing between me and you this morning, God. I pray your anointing, God, upon these lips, God. Let everything I say, God, God, be ordained by you, Father. Nothing more, nothing less. Let these words pierce the hearts of this congregation today, God, that we would not just be hearers of your word, but doers, God. And I pray, God, let your word produce everlasting fruit, Father, in the life of everyone who hears it, Father. And God, I pray this prayer every single Sunday, God, I mean it, Father, because I don't want anyone to leave this service today the same way we walked in. And I give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor for everything that's accomplished. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, high five two or three people and let them know it's time. It's time. Look at somebody and say, it's time. Praise God. 2,700 years ago, there was a prophet of God who spoke more about the birth of the Messiah than any other prophet in the Old Testament. You had a prophet by the name of Isaiah. He was known for prophetic warnings, if you will. He would warn the nation of Israel of certain things when they were straying away or rebelling against God. And after the people of God would rebel, Isaiah would come to them with a word of warning from the Lord. And in 722 B.C., after ignoring years of prophetic warnings from Isaiah and other prophets, the Assyrians came to the northern region of Israel and took thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Israelites in captivity. This group of northern tribe Israelites found themselves surrounded by a vicious oppressor who reminded them daily of their rebellion against God. Among those tribes were Naphtali and Zebulun. These tribes sat under the dark, helpless, and almost hopeless oppression for 700 years. For 700 years, these, this nation, this people, were in a dark, almost hopeless, what seemed like a helpless situation. But when you flip to the ninth chapter of the book of Isaiah, breaking through the darkness and devastation comes the voice of the prophet Isaiah with a word from the Lord specifically for the oppressed tribes of this region of Israel who feel hopeless. Really, he came to them with the greatest message that one could ever hear or ever imagine in a hopeless, helpless, dark moment. The message was this, no more gloom, no more darkness. A light is about to break through the darkness. And see, I don't want to go too fast this morning or let the cat out of the bag, but I just want to speak to somebody who might seem like you're in a hopeless, helpless, dark time this morning. See, I want you to understand something. There is a light that broke through the darkness over 2,000 years ago. Jesus came in, the most, in the, one of the most darkest moments in history. And can I tell you this morning that it's in our darkest moments. It's in your darkest moments when the, the light shines the brightest. The Bible says this, that in my weakness, he is made strong. And it's almost like when I'm at the end of my rope. Come on, somebody. When I've done everything I know how to do, the Bible says this, when you've done all you can do, stand. Stand therefore with the belt of truth. Come on, it talks about, I'm getting, I know I'm, I'm getting a little fired up this morning. I apologize if I'm getting too fired up or too preachy right off the bat. 
But I'm thankful that Jesus came into my life in a hopeless, helpless time. What I thought, come on, I I just want to preach this for a moment. I made a royal mess of my life. Come on, somebody. There was a moment in my life when I was trying to do things on my own. How many of y'all can be there? How how many of y'all has been there? See, I've made some, some decisions and I've got myself into situations that I'm not proud to admit of this morning. And that's the enemy's plan for your life. The enemy's plan is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And you can, even, you can either follow his plan for your life, and if you do, can I tell you, you'll reap the fruit of those decisions, the fruit of the flesh. The fruit of the flesh, the Bible says the wages of sin or the cost of sin is death. Now, it might not mean a physical death for you. To some, it might. Come on, somebody. We know that there's certain decisions that we make in this earth. The consequences of those, of those things is, might be a physical death. But sometimes, or most of the time, it's not just a physical death. Sometimes, and most of the time, it's a spiritual death. And what happens when you die a spiritual death? What happens is this. Your spirit man begins to get quiet. It begins to become weaker and weaker and weaker until eventually you feel cold. You feel hopeless. You feel helpless. You're in a dark situation and it seems like no one in this world cares anything about you. But I want you to know there's a voice of the enemy telling somebody this morning that the world doesn't care anything about you and there's no one in this world or no one in this church that cares anything about you. But I've came to break down every lie of the enemy this morning with the voice of truth and the voice of truth says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. And if you're sitting in darkness today, I came with a message of hope like Isaiah. Light is on the way. Light is on the way. Someone is about to move from gloom to gladness in Jesus' name. We sung a song this morning. Sickness is not your story. Come on. Jesus is your story. Come on, helpless. If you're feeling hopeless and helpless, if it's not good, then he's not done. Because his thoughts toward me are better than my thoughts toward me. His ways are higher than my ways. And today, I want you to understand something that if your story's not good, then he's not done. After Isaiah gets done setting the stage that their hope is coming and light is about to shine into their darkness, here's the answer Isaiah begins to give the people. Verse six, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Hundreds of years before Jesus, God in the flesh, ever showed up on the scene, Isaiah prophesied about the Messiah. There's coming a light that's shining in the darkness. There's coming a hope, a hope for all the world. There's coming, there's coming one who is, who is gonna restore everything that the enemy has stripped, everything that sin has tainted. There's coming one that's going to break through this this darkness, break through the religion, set up a new kingdom, a kingdom not of brick and mortar, but a kingdom of people, a kingdom like you and I. Come on, establish a church. And I know I'm, 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 I'm trying to set the foundation to get there. But can I tell you, The light that broke through the darkness is greater than anything that can come against it. 
Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. I'm just gonna preach the message that God laid on my heart this morning, if that's okay. Can I tell you, greater is he within you than he that is in this world. Can I tell you that when light and darkness battle, light always wins. The sin of this world has nothing compared to the power of the blood of Jesus. Lord, help me this morning. Help me, God. That baby that was born through the Virgin Mary was more than a good luck charm. He was more than a religious guru. He was more than a religious icon. He was more than a historical figure. Come on, somebody. He was and is the very savior of the world. Don't miss this. Christmas, this Christmas season that we're in, this Christmas holiday season, Christmas was and is birth in the greatest darkness. Let me tell you something today. Jesus doesn't need to wait on perfect scenarios to get the job done. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. Jesus doesn't need to wait on perfect scenarios to get the job done. He doesn't need to wait on you to get all of your ducks in a row before he shows up and shows out in your life. He doesn't need to wait on your bank account to have a certain balance before he comes through. He doesn't need to wait on your family situation or your home life to look a certain way before he can show up and get the... He doesn't need to wait on you to have the perfect people with the perfect jobs, with the perfect politicians and the perfect churches. Come on, somebody. If we're waiting on the perfect politicians, well, never mind. Everything's going good. I don't need to go there this morning. Let me tell you something today. Notice this. Isaiah said this, and I've said this before, and I want to reiterate this. A child is born, a son is given. He didn't say a son was born, did he? He didn't say a son was born. Why? Because the son already existed. He said a child is born, a son is given. The son already existed. Oh, Pastor, I need scripture on that. Well, I'm glad you asked. John chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. I know that's a mouthful right there. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light, somebody say the light. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. Can I tell you that a lot of translations right here says, and the darkness could not overcome it. Can I tell you that when the light shines in the darkness, the darkness cannot overcome it. The light cannot be overcome. The light is unstoppable. When you set light into motion, light is unstoppable. Darkness cannot stop light. Can I tell you this this morning? Here's what we need to remember during seemingly impossible situations this morning. See, I'm speaking to somebody who seems like you're going through an impossible situation. I'm speaking to somebody who seems like there's no hope in your life this morning. I'm speaking to somebody who's going through maybe a trial or a situation. Here's what you need to understand. Light is more powerful than darkness, number one. Number two, truth is stronger than error. 
Truth is stronger than any lie of enemy. The truth of the word of God, come on, the Bible says that he sent us the Holy Spirit and he's the revealer of all Praise God for some Bible readers in the house this morning. See, because truth is greater than any lie of the enemy. The enemy will lie to you and tell you how worthless you are, tell you how defeated you are, tell you how bound you are, tell you how helpless you are. But I read a different truth in the Bible this morning. The truth is my God has set me free. My God has placed my feet on a firm foundation. My God never fails. My God made me an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I don't know about you. I'm not going down. I'm not defeated this morning. I might be, come on, I might be pressed, but I'm not crushed. I might be persecuted, but I'm not abandoned. I might be struck down, but I'm not destroyed. Somebody needs to give God a hand clap of praise this morning. Praise God. There's more power in the Holy Spirit to convict men of sin than there is power of satanic forces to tempt men of sin. Somebody needs to receive that truth this morning. Some of y'all give more credit to the world and to the enemy than what he's worthy of this morning. I want to say that truth again. There is more power in the Holy Spirit to convict men of sin than there is power of satanic forces in this world to tempt men of sin. So the next time you feel like you can't overcome temptation, can I defeat that lie this morning? You've got the power to overcome. Woo! Lord, help me. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. I'll try to stay put. I don't know if I even need to go here because we about had to run out of here this morning right there. I see it. I'm just trying to determine whether or not I want to say it. There's more power in one drop of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus to cleanse man's heart from the stain of sin than there is in the accumulated filth of men's sin since Adam and Eve. One drop. Come on, somebody. I feel this in my spirit this morning. One drop of the Messiah, one drop of the blood of Jesus Christ has more power. I need to calm down. I'm, I can't. I can't calm down. Because I'm tired of the church walking around like a little defeated puppy with her tail tucked between her legs. Like we're just barely making it on the face of this earth today. Sweetheart, if you only knew the power, come on somebody, that was in you. You wouldn't walk around defeated, but you would walk around with your shoulders squared high proclaiming the praises of the one who has called you out of darkness and set you in his marvelous light. About lost my microphone right there. See, he tells us this, and it's not a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. The Bible says that we should. Well, I don't know, last time I looked up the word should, it doesn't mean if you feel like it. It doesn't mean if everything's going good. 
It doesn't mean if you got it like you like it. Ah, Lord. I'm going to tell you sometimes in this world, you're going to face persecution. I'm going to tell you the side of the message that a lot of preachers won't share with you. Y'all ready for it? I got a lot of people saying, Pastor, you was doing, you was doing good if you would have just went on with the good stuff. No, I'm going to share with you the, what, what a lot of people won't share with you. In this world, you're going to face tribulation. In this world, you're going to face persecution. Jesus says this, people will hate you. They hate, Jesus said, if they hate me, they're going to hate you. Look at your neighbor and say, but pastor's got a word. Look at your neighbor and say, just let your haters be your motivators. Let your haters be your motivators this morning. Somebody needs to leave your haters in 2023 and just move on. You can't let the approval of people or the lack thereof take captive your dreams. God's placed in you dreams. God's placed in you desires. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope in the future. And you're letting the lack of the affirmation of your neighbor hold captive your dreams. Punch your neighbor and say, let your dreams go. Turn them loose. Let them Let them grow. Let them grow. All right, I'll get back on my notes. You got to think I ain't preached in two weeks. You got to itch. You got to what? You got to scratch it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Somebody needs to hear this word today. The gates of hell will not prevail. Jesus, the Son of God, who is the light of the world, was given to us. He was given to us. Who is us? Everyone. For God so loved the world, the world, everyone, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Lord, have mercy. Okay. I felt another itch, but I... (laughs) When did God send his son? At the darkest moment. Just the right time. At just the right time, God shows up in your life. Not too early. Not too late. Some of y'all got that song in your heart now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Cassie's singing it. Listen, he may not come when you want him, but the song, there's more truth to it than what you realize. He'll be there right on time. He's never failed me. He's never let me down. He's never forsaken me. The Bible says he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. When did Jesus come? He came at just the right moment, just the right time. Who did he come to? He came to everyone. He came to black people. He came to white people. He came to poor people. He came to rich people. He came to to lost people. He gave his son. 
for everybody. No matter what background you come from today, no matter what socioeconomic level, come on, he came to the welfare, he came to the billionaire. He came to every, come on, every tribe, every nation, every language, every tongue. That's the kingdom of God. Come on, he did. I don't know what I'm going to do with I got so much, I got so much sweat around my ears this morning, my mic won't stay on. He didn't just come for the white church. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to break down. I got a minute, 56 seconds. So I'm, I'm, I'm dangerous when I get to, to this point. It's like the grand finale. You know what I mean? Like the firework show. It just starts firing. It don't really make any sense whatsoever, but it just, and everybody's got their eyes like. <laughs> if you put any adjective in front of a noun, it forces you to view that, that noun through that adjective. In other words, it puts that noun in a box. For example, the white church, the black church, traditional church, contemporary church, Baptist church, Pentecostal church. Jesus didn't just give his life for a rich church, a poor church, a black church, a white church, a Pentecostal church, a Baptist church. Um, he gave his life for his church, for the church, for the kingdom of God. I don't know who you are this morning. I don't know where you came from this morning. But the hope of the world still remains the same. Just like the prophet Isaiah spoke 2,700 years ago, for unto them a light has shined. Can I tell you the light is shining on his church today? The light is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who removes the sin of the world. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet and give him praise. Hallelujah. We hope you've been blessed by today's message. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with our most recent episodes. To find out more, visit us at forwardchurchonline.com. There you can connect with us, learn more about our ministries, and submit any prayer requests you may have. We hope you join us again soon.